Hello? You play to win the game. Let's go to eat a damn snack. We're taking receipts, and I can't wait to shove it down everyone's throat when it comes around. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 45 of the Batter Jets Fans Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granato. Alongside me, as always, is Mr. Bearded Fanatic. How are you doing, sir? My team dropped 70. I don't know. I don't know if, it, I don't know if Jets fans know about it, but I'm doing fucking amazing right now. But I, I, I do want to give a shout out to, um, what is it, One Jets Drive that joined you last week for the, for the show? Yeah, yeah, One, One Jets Pod. One Jets pod that joined. So thank you for filling in for me. Uh, the the less bearded version and more Jet fan. Um, he did a great job, man. He did a great job filling in for me. You guys oh, had man. a hell of you guys had a hell of a show previewing what we're about That's to discuss a for a little bit. Right, right, right. right. At least well, at least the show was good. Now that you brought up the Dolphins, uh, dropping seventy, we're not gonna talk about the Dolphins. But no, one no, quick no, thing, no, no. there was a there was a funny little tweet going around. About this family that um, takes a shot after every uh, Dolphins touchdown, right? So I started doing the same thing at the beginning of last season. I'm still using the same bottle, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm still using the same bottle, sir. <laughs> Hey, I apologize. I apologize for your inconvenience, sir. That's, that's, that's a year later. Still using the same bottle. Oh, yeah, man. Look at that. It is a pretty cool bottle. It is a pretty cool bottle. But nonetheless, sir, I'm doing amazing. Thank you for it's good to be back with you talking Jets football. And dude, we ha we have a lot to digest. Um, yeah, man. So, well, let's get into it uh, real quick. When when I came on here, you're like, "What the hell are you wearing?" Number twenty three. Well, I I told everybody on Twitter if you follow me, I I, I had given up on buying player jerseys, but then Aaron Rodgers came and I said. All right, fuck it. Let me get an Aaron Rodgers jersey. And um, I ordered it on July, July 25th. He got injured, and I said, I knew I shouldn't have done it. Went online. I hadn't received it yet in the mail. Canceled the order, and that's it. I, I That was it. That was the well, last play well, jersey I Well, you did get met. something in its place. You did get something yes, in its yes, place. And yes. are you ready to divulge? Woo! Right here. Woo! Pop this the bolly. We sweating, baby. That's it. I'm a battered Jets fan. That's all I need. From now on, whatever jersey I buy, no more names. Strictly battered because that's what we are as a fan base, and um, and we keep rolling. So we keep rolling the way the Patriots keep rolling. Oh. Fifteen in a row against oh. us. Yeah, not, since 2015 was the last time we beat them, which is makes me sick to my stomach. I I almost almost flew out to that game, mm -hmm. uh, but my family had a hard week, so we decided we we're gonna take the kids to Universal. It was the first game that I, because I usually, like, if I miss the game live, I DVR it, and then I stay away from my phone, and then I watch it afterwards. It's the first time that I miss a game live, and then I go check the score. Like, I don't stay away from my phone, because I knew I wasn't going to get home too really late, and I couldn't help myself. And when I saw that score, dude, I, it took me two days to watch the game. It yeah. took me two days, because it was so frustrating. And, and here we are again, man. Same shit as last year. Zach Wilson, if we have any other quarterback, unfortunately, we probably win. The offensive line stood up. They didn't look bad. He had time. He just wasn't finding the receivers. Mm -hmm. There was a play there in the first quarter where the rush was coming in, but they weren't on him, but he felt the pressure. It reminded me of Sam Darnold when he goes, I'm seeing ghosts out there. Zach Wilson literally just sat down 
He's like, oh, I'm going to give myself up. And it's like, dude, what is going on here? How are we? How is this happening again? So it, it really sucks. I, I really had high hopes that Zach Wilson would look decent. But oh, my hope is gone, as I think most Jets fans' hope is gone. Oh. Like, Zach Wilson isn't it. It sucks for you as a, as a fan base, right? It's you come into the season with such high hopes. Like everybody's using the Crows reference, right? From hard knocks. It's this defense is championship material defense. And you figure if one player is going to sabotage our season, can it not be Zach Wilson? Like granted, Aaron Rodgers goes down four plays in, right? But you figure that Zach Wilson is Brent Dilfer enough, Rex Grossman enough, because we mentioned some of these quarterback names before the season started, that if the worst-case scenario happened, that he could have a Trent Dilfer-type season. He could have a Rex Grossman-type season where he could still get the ball rolling. You know, he could still get this offense down the field. It doesn't have to be pretty. Just move the ball down the field. Yeah. And I, I, I understand Robert Sala defending his guy because I'm sure – that behind closed doors is probably a different conversation that he's having, but he's not going to pull a Joe Namath and a fireman Ed and blast Zach Wilson in front of the whole world to see. But nonetheless, Danny, it's, it sucks because you, you guys were on such a high man. You were, you guys were flying high coming out of coming out of hard knocks, right? Like coming into week one and the fact that we're here now at one, well, that you guys are here now at one and three, or about to be one and three. I'm sorry. Um, it, it really does suck because I was hoping the way that I've predicted for the New York Jets, I thought you and I, our teams were going to be the ones competing for one and two this season. But I did not expect it to go wrong so fast. No, I, well, I think that's the most frustrating part is, is the hope that we were given. And I mean, obviously, it's not Aaron Rodgers' fault to go down and, and you know, 100%. go out as Achilles. But it's like, <laughs> it's almost funny. The, the high that we were riding in this offseason for like six months and for it to end in four plays, it's almost cruel. It's almost like sports god cruelty to Jets fans. Like, I don't know what we did exactly to deserve this. Like, we're not the Eagles fans. They've even won the Super Bowl. Like, we're not that bad. Like, why, why, why are we going through this? But to what you were saying, it's gotten so bad with Zach Wilson and the lack of support there, like from the fan base, that – I've never seen Fireman Ed or Joe Namath literally come out publicly to not just criticize. They basically said, hey, ownership, hey, front office, hey, Joe Douglas, hey, Robert Sala, do something and do something now because we do not want to see this kid again. And it, it, it's rough because I'm usually the, the anti-boo your home players, right? Because 100%. I, I, 100%. I think, You've always been that way. Yeah, because I don't think it, it, it provides – Anything like you're not helping the situation, you're making the situation worse. It's basically like making a lot of noise when your team is on offense, right? You're, you're making the situation worse, so you're gonna kill this kid's morale already. I don't think he should be playing, but I can't believe that Fireman Ed and Joe Namath are going out and publicly saying this. Like, I get that, I understand why some Jets fans like it. They're like, Yes, we, we have some, some bigger voices that might be heard a little more than ours. Voicing our frustrations. Maybe the front office will do something about it. But I, I think that 
the little bit of morale that Zach Wilson might have had left might have just gone away when Joe Namath, the most recognizable name in Jets history, and Fireman Ed, the most recognizable fan in Jets history, both say, we want nothing to do with you. Joe Namath said, trade him away right now. At that point, Zach Wilson might fake an injury from here to Sunday because he, he has to be in his own head. Like Everybody's like, oh, yeah, but he probably doesn't pay attention to that stuff. The team and, the, and everybody's telling him to stay off of social media. Do you really think that he doesn't hear any of this? I, I think it's impossible. He has a burner account. He knows what's going on. Like, it, it really sucks. And I, and I 100% understand it because I feel the same way. And, I'm, and I'll say it. Zach Wilson's got to go. But, man, Joe Namath, even Fireman Ed being a fan, whatever. But Joe Namath saying it, like, fuck. Like, Joe, what are you doing? I, I agree with you. And, and shout out to the New York Jets media that when they interviewed him today, they're like, is it hard keeping the outside noise out? And he obviously Zach Wilson has obviously come a long way from how he responds to uh, to the media now. You know, he's more thoughtful in his in his responses. So shout out to the New York media, the way they propose that question, because to come out right in that locker room and just be like, hey, by the way, how do you feel about Joe Namath saying that you should be traded away? I think would sting a little bit more. Then, then just saying, how do you deal with the outside noise? But yeah. I agree, man. Listen, I hate to say this as a Dolphin fan, but I wanted a competitive year with the New York Jets. I wanted us to be fighting for something because, Danny, you and I at the same time have not fought for anything in our in our battered fandom for our, for our teams at the same exact time. It's either we've been good and you guys sucked or you guys have been good and we sucked. It's never been both of us. And I expected that this year was going to be that year. We're like, fuck, I'm going to see you in November. And we're going to be fighting for that first seed. How different this season has gone just four games in. And now, and now, you got the the one team that we talked about. Like, oh, don't worry about it. Week four, we're going to see where we are as a team. Danny, it's here. It's here. The Chiefs game scares me. Uh, Before we get into the Chiefs game. Right, right. We were just talking about everybody criticizing Zach. What do you think of the way Robert Sala has been supporting Zach publicly? I, I think he has to, Danny. I think he I has agree. to support because if he were to come out, ladies and gentlemen that are Jets fans, if he were to come out and just – Zach's not our guy. If he comes out and says that, you could potentially – yeah, you could potentially win most of the locker room, but you could lose a lot of the locker room that are Zach Wilson supporters. And I don't know how many of them are left. I don't think there's you, any left, honestly. Right. You don't want to antagonize the kid. Because obviously, if you if you still need him at one point this season, this guy is mentally is going to check out. If your coach comes out there and publicly, like regardless of what's happening behind the closed doors, behind closed doors, he may be shitting on him. He may be talking to him the way that we saw him talk to his players on Hard Knocks. That may be happening. But if he comes out publicly the way Joe Namath has done it, Danny, now you're talking about you have lost his kid a hundred percent. Like when you said he may be faking an injury from here to then. If Joe, if Robert Sala comes out and says some shit like that, you get one hundred percent. You 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 will never see Zach Wilson again in in New York. I um, I think the biggest issue with what Robert Sala has done because I agree you as the head coach, if you know that this is the guy who's gonna ride with you on Sunday, you can't bash him. This is what you got. You have to make him feel as comf- confident as possible, even if he sucks. The issue I think that at least I have, and I think what a lot of other people are having is when he comes out and says. He is the unquestioned quarterback. Mm. I think that in the, in the position or circumstances that we find ourselves in, you got to go the Bill Belichick route. He's our quarterback. 
that that's who's gonna play on Sunday. We'll check the film. But like, give us very coach speak. Like at this point, you're not winning any brownie points with the other players in the locker room when you're Fine. saying everybody else needs to play better. Also, the defense also needs to play better. The offensive line needs to play better. It's like they're they're playing well. Yeah, they're not playing like you know like the. 07 well, Patriots, the 72 Dolphins, like they're not playing like like the greatest of all time, but they're playing well. We yeah. all know that last week we played well enough to win. It's just Zach Wilson couldn't find the open players. Well, let, let me tell you something. There was, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, there go ahead. There was one drive in the fourth quarter with like five minutes left. He went for like seven for eight up into, and they got him in like within like three yards of the end zone, and they finally eventually got in. I was like, where has this guy been all game? Do you think do you think that they're handicapping him? Do you think Nathaniel Hackett is handicapping him? Because yes, I, 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 trust I, him. I, I hate to say this. I really hate to say this. The way Nathaniel Hackett is running Zach Wilson, it looks a lot like the way he was running Russell Wilson last year, where everybody's like, oh, my God, is this the real Russell Wilson? I feel like Zach Wilson under Nathaniel Hackett is taking a step back. And the reason I say that is, Danny, your defense – I'm sorry, your defense is still good enough to say that if Zach Wilson goes out there and throws a pick six or throws an interception, they're good enough to get the ball back for this offense. I need to see Zach Wilson just let it fucking rip, man. Come out there, do an 85-yard bomb, let it get picked. But you got to put, you got to sling it. I haven't seen Zach Wilson be the slinger that he was at BYU. I haven't seen any of that this season, and I think it's because they're condensing the playbook so much for him. They're not, they're not really letting him be him. He's no Aaron Rodgers. We know that. He's no Patrick Mahomes. But the glimpses that you saw at BYU that caught you kind of excited, you haven't seen any of that. But to throw it all on him, I still think is a little bit unfair, Danny. Dalvin Cook, eight carries, 18 yards. 2.2 average per carries. Brees Hall, hey, he said give him more than four. They gave him 12. He only got 18 yards. So at the end of the day, is it really all on Zach Wilson? This run game was ineffective against the New England Patriots as well. well mind I, you, I'm... mind you, and Raheem Mostert just lit him the fuck up last week. And I know for a fact that every single Jet fan in you would take Brees Hall or Dalvin Cook over Raheem Mostert. You'd obviously be wrong, but if we did it and your offensive line at the beginning of the season was saying, this is going to be a top five all, and obviously you're not saying, you, you know exactly who I'm talking about. If you consider this O-line to be good enough to get the run game going, how did you guys only get 18 yards and 18 yards from your stud running backs? Obviously, they're playing the run, right? Right. Because no, nobody Which believes is, that Zach Wilson. Is what you, right. City's going to do the same exact thing. Right. And then against the Dolphins, you don't play the run because you have Tyreek Hill. So I think it's, it's you know, it, it's a little different, the, the, the way the defense are playing. But – the one thing I will give Zach Wilson and the running game and the offense in general yeah. is that they played against the second, I think it was fourth and fifth, or either fifth and sixth. I know it's either top five or top six yeah. defenses. I know it's only three games into the season so far, so sure. not a huge sample size, but nope. those defenses played well. So they played against good defenses thus far. Are their numbers better because they played against Zach Wilson? That's possible also. Facts. So neither here nor there. One thing I will say about Zach Wilson and, and just – his whole tenure here with the Jets yeah. that's frustrating is that he's always looked bad as a starting quarterback and he's either gotten injured or benched a few times in the two and uh, you know a quarter years that he's been here. 
every time a backup quarterback has come and taken his place, they've looked good. They've moved the ball. Mike White, Josh Johnson, Joe Flacco. Josh Johnson looked like a fucking pro bowler against the Colts that one year that he played that one game. He put up like 300-something yards. Like he, he was looking great. It's Josh Johnson. Yeah. But Zach Wilson comes in there, and then it just goes away. Like, I'm not sure what it is. The backups all come in after Zach Wilson, and they look like competent quarterbacks. Zach Wilson just can't do it. So at this point, put in Tim Boyle. Maybe he'll play well. And okay, let's get into we signed Trevor Simeon. Mm. Now, Manny, please tell me, why do we sign Trevor Simeon and immediately say, but he won't be available on Sunday? It's like they're like, you know what, Zach? Baby, don't worry. There's no threat here. All right, you go. You take your time. I want you to be as confident as possible. All right? You go ahead. You get pretty. You put on your headband. You put on your little eye thing under your eyes, mm. your black eyes. You go mm -hmm. go ahead, and, and you do your best. Because yeah. don't worry. Trevor Simeon, he's not going to be out there. Tim Boyle's your only competition. You know that you're better than Tim Boyle. You go out there, and you do your best. That's what they're doing. That, that's all they're doing. Wide side Trevor Simeon and not have him suit up. It makes no sense. I think it's a two-part question, and I'll answer the first one. I think the reason you do it is so you don't set up Trevor Simeon to be in a bad in a bad position. He still he has to learn the your offense. string, though. Right, right. He still has to learn your offense. Worst case scenario that he has to jump in there. So maybe, maybe you're asking me why I think they did. I think that's the reason they did it. We're like, listen, Trevor, you could be our you could be our week five starter. But I'll be honest with you. What do you lose at this point by benching Zach Wilson? And starting Tim Boyle, like you just said, Tim Boyle's been in this offense. He knows Nathaniel Hackett. He played behind Aaron Rodgers. That's why they brought how him much? In. How much worse can it be? So I'm with you. I listen. I, Danny. I think people are done with Zach Wilson. I really do. I think mm -hmm. we across the board, Dolphin fans, like we want Zach Wilson to start for the New York Jets. Why? Because we know we're going to get an easy win. But nonetheless, outside of that, I will start Tim Boyle against Kansas City Chiefs. Because now you got to see what you have in your number two. I want to see what you have in Tim Boyle. I want to see how Tim Boyle can move and Nathaniel Hackett offense. The sideline antics between Garrett Wilson and Zach Wilson, I know we're going to touch on it now because Aaron Rodgers always brought it up on the Pat McAfee show. It doesn't help the kid either, man. Like, keep that shit in-house. And, and I know you're a big in-house guy. Like, you mm -hmm. hate when shit like that gets publicized. Mm -hmm. But for me, I think Trevor Simeon is not active this week. I think he's still considered an emergency quarterback, though, that if you do lose both your quarterbacks, he can still technically play, but he just won't count against the, the roster. The 53-man roster? Correct. I know things are going bad when Michael Carter starts going crazy on the sideline. Yeah. yeah. Michael Carter is that always smiling, happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah. Like, maybe he's different in the locker room, right? We don't get to see it, but from what I've he always seen even, about him. He didn't even get a carry this past week. Well, maybe that's why he was so mad. He was going off on I, I don't remember who it was he was going off on somebody in the sideline and he had yeah. to be calmed down I was like shit's getting bad and it's getting bad quick we're only three games into the season we're one and two at the moment we were one and one now we're one and two like the season hasn't necessarily spiraled out of control yet like right. we feel that way because we went from hoping for a Super Bowl to watching Zach again so it feels that way but when you look at it you're one and two like it hasn't you haven't lost all hope just quite yet now you go one and three you're like okay things Broncos is a must win. Broncos aren't that great. Hopefully we can beat them. They just got lost by 50. 
So things haven't spiraled out of control just yet. Now, I do think, and we'll get into this later, I guess, but I do think there's a chance that Zach Wilson does get benched at some point this game if he underperforms. I really do. But before we get into that, you brought up Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Now, Aaron Rodgers, I'm unhappy that he's a Jet right now. And relax if you're listening to this. I'm not crazy, okay? There's a couple reasons why I say this. Obviously, because he's not playing, right? So as he's not playing, there's two things that are happening. One, he's doing the Pat McAfee show every week. If th- and he's he's going to do it all season long. Yep. If this season spirals out of control, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is brutally honest, unfortunately. Right? So he's going he's gonna to turn some feathers with the front office or with some other players. Something, Nothing good is going to happen out of that weekly show because there's going to be some type of controversy at some point if the Jets keep doing poorly. That's one. And the second reason... I'm unhappy that Aaron Rodgers is a part of this team is because the Jets fans are, are all of a sudden talking about 2024. People are talking about, oh, but we got Aaron Rodgers 2024. We're going to go through the same crap. We just went through this past offseason again next year because once that week 17 game comes and goes, we didn't make the playoffs, and all of a sudden it's like, all right, but let's focus on 2024. We got Aaron Rodgers back, and we're going to go through the same crap again. All yeah. of a sudden, we're counting on a 40-year-old quarterback again. And we, now with a surgically repaired Achilles. Yep. And like we're, 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 we're clinging to hope again. Like we're not going to look – we can't trade for Kirk Cousins or sign a real quarterback because Aaron Rodgers is our quarterback. Country. Right. So we're not moving on. We're just getting a stopgap. And then let's ride it with Aaron Rodgers again. And I'm not necessarily a fan of that. Yes, if he's healthy, if he can produce for us, yeah, that's great. But it sucks that all of a sudden we're already thinking about 2024 and we're going to be in the same position we were this year with a 40-year-old quarterback, now with an Achilles that was surgically repaired. We don't know how he's going to play. And you might lose that year also. And now now let's finally look past Aaron Rodgers in 2025. Like I, Those are the two reasons I, I'm unhappy at the situation we find ourselves in with Aaron Rodgers. I agree with you with the Pat McAfee thing because it's bad enough that the New York Jets are going to have still, what, eight primetime games left unless they get flexed out. So the Jets are going to be under the national scrutiny for a few more games here. That's one. Brutal, huh? Right. And then secondly, then they're asking Aaron Rodgers about it every single Tuesday. Hey, by the way, let's talk about your New York Jets. Why? There's nothing to talk about. They're going to be fucking terrible. But I agree with you to a certain extent about having him as your quarterback. I think, and when he went down, I remember that you thought this might be the injury that makes him retire. I thought the latter. I thought Aaron Rodgers is competitive enough to want to come back and be like, nah, 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 nah. That is not how I end up. That is not how I end my career. And, uh, you know, rightfully, he came out and said it. He's like, nah, there's no way that I end my career like that. The reason I don't agree with you, and and yes, you are (laughs) – you are going to be building a lot of hope, but you're going to set the bar a little bit lower this upcoming season because you don't know what you're going to get in 41-year-old Aaron Rodgers with, the, with a fully repaired Achilles. You know what it's going to be next year? It's going to be what everybody said. Oh, the Dolphins are going to be good if Tua can stay healthy. The Dolphins are going to be good. So next year, the Jets are going to be good if Aaron Rodgers can stay healthy. Like Nobody's going to be with that bravado they had this year. Here's where I – the reason I don't agree with you. You said you call him a stopgap, and I think that's a benefit thing to have. 
because you're still going to have this stout defense in place for the most part. I think every single player on here is still under contract next year. Brees Hall is still under contract next year. Michael Carter, I believe, will be in his fourth year, so he'll technically still be under his rookie contract. Obviously, Dalvin Cook will be gone. I don't think Dalvin Cook is needed on this offense. I think it's just a name to have. Alan Lazard, you'll still have. Garrett Wilson, you'll still have. So the majority of your playmakers on both sides of the ball will still be here. Now, here is where the benefit comes to play. And maybe we'll draft somebody that we could actually play. Cor correct. Hopefully, you don't go Caleb Williams. I'm sorry. I don't care about the hype train. He's coming out of USC. When will people learn USC quarterbacks are not good? But that's on the list. That's neither here nor there. We're not going to talk about that. But Joe Douglas, I have enough faith in Joe Douglas as a GM that that stopgap quarterback you have by the name of Aaron Rodgers, you could draft somebody who would generally sit behind Aaron Rodgers Learn from Aaron Rodgers, which we already know it's not Zach Wilson. And you're going to be able to benefit that from moving on because, like you said, you have enough young talent on this team that this isn't a, as much as I say, hey, take, talk, say this about Miami Dolphins. We're going to have a lot of players we have to re-sign. Right now, your team is in the benefit that when some of these expiring contracts happen, you have so much depth on that defense that you're going to have more playmakers come in. You guys have built this team to last one, more than one year. So if you do have a stopgap situation with Aaron Rodgers next year, you're going to be able to draft another quarterback to be able to come in and learn from Aaron Rodgers, and eventually your team will be set up for success. Uh, I, I get that that train of thought. It's just I really hate that um, we're going to waste another first-round pick, for example, on a player that doesn't get on the field. Will McDonald this year hasn't played. Yeah. It's like, why are we – like, I wouldn't be surprised if we just draft another defensive end. Listen, like, Gary Wilson having five catches, 48 yards. Who else is Zach Wilson going to throw the ball to? Adam Lazard, he's been in each game. He's caught at least three passes, I think, in each of, uh, each of these games that he's played so far. But I look at your defense. Your defense played the way they're supposed to, to win this game. Eventually, it was just your offense that dropped the ball. No pun intended. No pun intended. Because, you know, according to Robert Sala, sir, Zach Wilson didn't do anything to lose this game. He didn't throw any throws that were considered bad throws, and I get it. He's defending his guy, but nonetheless, yeah, one need... decent drive. Look, if you get the ball on your own forty-five with a minute and what was it? A minute and fifty seconds, a minute thirty yeah. seconds. Yeah, you have two timeouts, and you're down five points. You expect to win that game. You, you should be to able to win. Yeah, come on, like or or at least move the ball a little bit, be be some type of threat. But like nothing, man. That was frustrating to watch. But anyway. Let's move on to the massacre coming up on Sunday. We have the Chief and the Swifties. Um, oh, they're promoting the shit out of the Swifties. They're promoting the shit out of Taylor Swift coming to town because you need to. You need to. It's like, what else do you want to watch besides Patrick Mahomes putting on a clinic, Travis Kelsey doing the, the young jock out there in the end zone, and then you have Taylor Swift going crazy with Mama Kelsey up in the in the club level. So I get it. You have to, like, Bring some form of entertainment to Sunday Night Football, but Danny, Danny, oh my God, I, I, I take the mic, sir. Like, what do you want to talk about this game? Well, the Chiefs, the Chiefs have the fourth best defense in the league so far. Yes, they do. So maybe my this is my thought process. Maybe they okay. know Zach Wilson sucks, right? Yeah, yeah. So maybe they're like, why throw Tim Boyle out there or Trevor Simeon to play against a really bad defense? You know, maybe we just leave them for, like, the Broncos. The Broncos aren't looking very good. Maybe we put in our new quarterback against a bad defense, 
or or middle of the line defense because the Dolphins made him look bad, but I still think the Broncos might be decent. We put him in the middle of the line, and maybe the Jets fans will get excited because he looks good. Because if you put him out against the Chiefs, which by the way, who was it that the Chiefs shut out? Was it the Bears? The Chiefs shut somebody out just recently. Just the Bears. It, w- it was the Bears. The, the Bears suck. Yes, they do. But technically, so your they, offense, I, your offense is just as bad as that Bears defense. I mean, that Bears offense. It's like if you replace Justin Fields with Zach Wilson, you swap both those quarterbacks and put them on the same team. I think you're still getting the same thing. Justin Fields isn't even using his legs this year, which it, was fault. the epitome. It, yeah, that's my fault. They didn't shut him out. They scored ten points. My fault. What, 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 in the fourth quarter with 10, with 10 seconds left? Because I, I think there were, it was a shutout for most of that game. Well, the Chiefs kept the Jaguars to nine points. And that's Trevor Lawrence. And that's Trevor yeah, Lawrence. That's, that's a little better. And they kept the Lions, even though they lost to the Lions. The Lions only scored 21. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. So, so the, the Chiefs' defense might be a little serious. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They might be serious. And we have Zach Wilson going out there. And, uh, yeah, I don't feel confident in – no any aspect of this game. Uh, I think Zach Wilson will look horrible. I think if he looks extremely horrible, uh, like we have like negative three net yards of offense at the end of the first half, I do think that he does get benched for Tim Boyle, and I think that opens the door for Trevor Simeon to start week five against the Broncos. So I think that or, that's where we'll go. Or even Tim Boyle. Like, let, I'm not saying he will, but let's say Tim Boyle go, goes out there and has a decent half of – Football under his belt, where let's say you guys put up 10, 13 points on the board. I, I don't know. I think you may give Tim Boyle a shot of starting next week against the Broncos. Possibly. Yeah. Whatever. As long as Zach Wilson isn't starting, I don't give a fuck, correct. man. I just correct, don't want that correct, man. correct. I'm, I'm, but, I'm, but, but let's be I, honest. I had, I had so much hope for this guy. I was like, you know what? Maybe this is the time. Everybody should get yeah. behind him. Yeah. Man, that guy, man. I don't want to see him anymore. Well, let me ask you a question because I know we're about to predict this and it's going to be a slaughterhouse whichever way we pick this. What do you think is the best case scenario for you guys? Like, let's say that Zach Wilson does get benched after this game. Do you think, regardless of it's Trevor Sivian, Tim Boyle, Carson Wentz, whoever they bring in, they, they could potentially bring in another guy if they trade away Zach Wilson. What do you think is the best case scenario for the remainder of the season? Man, best case scenario is making the playoffs. So you think that's like, still on the board because you tweeted it, but you yeah. tweeted it with Zach Wilson being your quarterback. Do you right. still feel that way with it if it's Tim Boyle or Trevor Simeon? Yeah, man. I, well, I, honestly, I thought Zach Wilson would be a little better. Right. Um, I, I, I still think that, but that's the best case scenario. Correct. I, at, at this point, I don't know, man, because this offense looks so bad. Yeah. But I, I still think that that's the best case scenario. Make the playoffs. I, fuck playing or winning a playoff game. Just make the right. playoffs. This yeah. defense, like I said, I, I feel like that Ravens team, like where, like no matter who you're playing against, you're like, we probably won't get blown out, right? Like our, the defense will give us a chance. Like if we can get a couple miracle plays, a punt return touchdown, we'll just luck into some wins here and there. Like I think that the playoffs are still a possibility. Do okay. I think we'll make it? I'm not as confident as I once was. Even when Zach Wilson came in, I was like, I still think we'll make it. No, I don't feel that way anymore. But I think there's a chance. Now, if we lose to the Chiefs. And to the Broncos going into Philly, that's it. it I think it's over. I, I think your best case scenario. This is just my two cents. I think your best case scenario with whomever is that quarterback leading, unless you bring in, unless you bring in a name that you're like, you know what? We've seen this guy move the ball down the field before. Trevor Simeon had 
a good season, maybe like four years ago for the Denver Broncos. I think it was about four years ago. He had a pre- pretty decent season for the Denver Broncos, but I don't think he's going to get you guys to where you need to go. So let's say if you keep the same quarterbacks that are currently on your roster, Danny, I think the best case scenario for you guys is seven to eight wins. Best case scenario, seven to eight wins. I think the, the season's going to lie on the Broncos game next week. Because I think we lose on Sunday. That's fair. I guess That's I guess fair. we'll get into predictions. Yeah, let's do I it think, now. I, I I think we lose on Sunday. I think we lose. I think they the defense is going to get tired being on there all the time and doesn't yeah. take advantage of that, right? So, you know, the same way the Cowboys somehow put up 30, I think that the Chiefs will put up like 24, 27, right? The, eventually, the, the defense is just going to not be able to, to keep up with being on the field all the time. And then we might put out another 10. Right, like we'll somehow score a touchdown and a field goal. It'll be like 24, 10, 27, 10, give or take. And um, and I think that that pits us at a must win against the Broncos. Because I said must win against New England for the confidence, right, of Zach Wilson. Of course, and and, 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 it, and it being fourteen in a row. Right, but I think the season ends if we lose to the Chiefs and the Broncos because you're not beating the Eagles, and at that point you are now one and four going into the Eagles game, and things will. In, in a span of two unravel weeks, quickly, spot, yeah, so quickly in the New York media, Aaron Rodgers talking on his Pat McAfee show, the reporters are grilling Robert Sala. Like it, it's gonna, it's gonna get really bad if we don't beat the Broncos next week. So predictions for Sunday, Jets fans. You know I'm usually riding with you. I think I've picked you guys to be three and one by the or three three and one by the time that I think this. I know the way I said I three it. and three by the end of the six first six games. That's correct for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I, I thought that I thought this would be your first loss. Obviously, this is with a with a healthy Aaron Rodgers. But I'm sorry, man. Listen, I, I know what it feels like to have a really shitty offense with a really good defense. And your defense is out there. 90 plays. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Like mm-hmm. eventually this defense is gonna get worn out of just being on the field. It may not be yeah. this game. It may not be this game, but I will see it. Sometime this season where the defense is like, we've been out here 50 plus plays for the last Every three weeks. Yeah. And then, and then boom, it's over. Um, I don't think you guys have any chance of stopping Patrick Mahomes. I, yeah, do, do I, I think, do I think he's going to light you guys up? I don't think so. Cause I still have faith in this defense. Um, I think you guys lose this game about 24, 10. I think that would be the final score. Yeah. Um, I, the reason I'm giving you 10 points is because when I look at the last game, you guys scored a field goal in the second quarter, and then you scored seven when you put that drive together at the end of the game. I think potentially, whether it's Zach Wilson or somebody else, you guys could you guys could muster up 10 points with having a Garrett Wilson on this team and having a Brees Hall. Somebody could break loose. It's impossible for me to say you guys would get shut out the way the Bears did for most of the game. I can't. I'm not there yet. I want to be there, but I'm not there yet. I think you guys put up 10, and they put up about 24 to 28 points. No, I agree. And then uh, as we close this out real quick, uh, Robert Sala, hot seat, yes or no? No, just because, like you said, you're going to have a stopgap for Aaron Rodgers next year. And technically, I think to make a good barometer of what Robert Sala is a coach, he's never he's not your offensive-minded guy. Your defense is playing top-notch, and that's really what he's in charge of. So, no, I would not put him on the hot seat yet. Now, if Zach Wilson continues to start for your team, yes, 100%, put a burner on his ass. But I, I think but, that he, I think he will bench Zach Wilson. I, I think Robert Sala feels comfortable because I think Aaron Rodgers came because he wanted to play under Robert Sala, 
And I don't think he's going to be cool with all of a sudden them like, okay, so not only are you coming back from this injury, but good luck. You have to get used to a new coach. I mean, I yeah. guess unless they let him pick the coach, I guess, technically. But um, yeah, so I, ju- I, I, I just think Joe Douglas and Robert Sala have a good thing. And I don't think the hot seat will be on him just yet. Yeah, me either. We'll see. But all right. like you said, if this turns into a really bad scenario where you guys completely unravel, that we'll have a different conversation in a few weeks. For sure. All right. Well, if you are listening on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. Please uh, like, five stars, comment, review, all that other good stuff. And if you are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. Please like and subscribe. And um, uh, that's it. We'll, we'll be back Sunday night to review this horror show that I'm sure yep. will be We will have a post-game about. reaction. Right. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, until the next one, have a good one.